It's MKFM. Delighted to be joined this afternoon by Joanna Brewer, Senior Associate Solicitor at Family Law Group. Joanna, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Very well. Lovely to speak to you. First of all, tell us a little bit about your role at Family Law Group and what you do. I specialise in family law, as does everybody at this firm. Family law group based in MK, but with locations across the country as well. That's correct, yes. And I head up one of the offices um, and we have a team of solicitors, paralegals, um, admin staff. And we help the public and our clients with domestic abuse cases, divorce, finances, children contact matters, cohabitation, Mm -hmm. separation, many things. Yeah, quite a broad range. And I know Mm -hmm. today we're primarily talking about financial settlements. So let's start with when might a financial settlement be required, first of all? The parties will have reached the conclusion that the marriage is over and they will have submitted their own divorce application online or they may have instructed a solicitor to do that for them. And then they would be strongly advised to have a financial settlement or, or a financial order in place to protect them. Okay, so let's look at what that might look like. First of all, who is entitled to what? Is there an entitlement? The starting point is a 50-50 division, um, but the actual outcome will come down to fairness and needs. Mm -hmm. Um, Firstly, it needs to be established what there is. Um, So parties are advised to collate and exchange their full and frank financial disclosure, so things such as house valuations, bank statements, pay slips, etc. It's then possible to establish what there is. So then you can determine how that pot can be fairly divided between the two of them. Yeah. Um, but the courts will wish to see that the housing needs are met as a priority. And mm-hmm. if there are any children, then their housing needs will be the court's paramount consideration and then the parties. But they would also be looking at other assets and capital and pensions. So the parties' needs now and in the future need to be considered and addressed. Um, but the courts will want to see a fair outcome. Yeah. And is a financial settlement always a legal, like a court decision? Or can people agree this amongst themselves? They can agree it amongst themselves, but they would always be advised to then instruct a solicitor to draft it into the order yeah, sort right. and then submit that to a judge to approve and seal. And then they have a legally binding order. But some will just go with a separation agreement. And although that carries weight, it isn't legally binding. Yeah. OK, so that potentially leaves people open to people could renege on it further down the line, yeah. I guess. Yeah. OK, interesting. Um, and what options would someone have if maybe you know they're trying to work through this but perhaps their now ex-partner isn't playing along or isn't open to discussion on this yeah that tends to be where we step in um, at family law groups so we would encourage um, separating couples to try and discuss and resolve as much as they can um but obviously by the time they come to see us that's usually not being successful right and we would advise them to um negotiate via correspondence so we can write on their behalf and put forward positions we'd still be expecting that full and frank financial disclosure to be able to give the best possible advice but they would also be encouraged to go to mediation uh, family law group offer the mediation service and if mediation is unsuccessful or solicited negotiations are unsuccessful then they are going to have to make an application for financial remedy proceedings but the court actually have a requirement that their parties must attempt mediation before they are permitted to make an application for financial remedy proceedings. Um, the court's view is that they don't want to get involved unless they absolutely must. Right, right. And um, when they do have these court proceedings, you're going to have court orders in place. So it gives the parties a timetable of what they must do and by when. And it tells them what information they have to provide to the court and the other party and by when so that would be such as the financial um, evidence of bank statements etc 
and then they would have up to three hearings sometimes they have more hearings if there's some complex matters along the way and the parties are encouraged to settle along the way at these numerous hearings but if they can't they absolutely can't reach an agreement it would go to a final contested hearing where the judge would decide what final orders should be made based on the evidence and information before them Mm. it sounds like it has the potential to be quite a lengthy process how long can this all take it it can take years um ideally you'd be looking for a financial settlement in six to nine months but you've got to bear in mind if the the question you asked is what is the if the other party isn't cooperating or there are disputes so already i'm seeing red flags here do we need freezing orders is one party spending all the money from their account so that it can't be included in the financial settlement so we need to freeze that account wow do we is one party not able to meet their means and their living expenses each month in which case we need maintenance orders maintenance pending Mm. suit where the other party has to pay them a sum each month so they can live um it could be that they're hiding documents that we need expert reports for valuations of businesses or pensions. Um, they all take time. You have to instruct this expert. You have to get the reports in. You have to analyse them. You have to negotiate. So, yeah, um, probably looking at 18 months on your average case as a complex case. Yeah, it's, a, it's a fairly drawn-out process. Um, yeah. you, you've mentioned pre- uh, pensions a few times. Now, if, mm. if, if a couple is separated, they might be many years off even claiming a pension. Mm. W- what would someone be entitled to from their ex's pension? Yeah, again, it's a starting point of a 50-50 division. And the courts will be looking at income from, repen- from those pensions on retirement. So we get a limited amount of information. So we would always advise our clients to get an expert pension report to analyse those pensions. There's often hidden benefits and schemes within them that us family lawyers will not be familiar with. So we want that expert report. Once we've got the facts and figures, we'd be able to advise what a pension share looks like. And there are different ways of dividing that pension, but the most common one that you will see is a pension share. And that can be made into um, an order. It's attached to the final order. It goes off to the pension provider and the end result is that a percentage of one party's pension will be shared over to the other party and because that's achieved within a couple of months of the order being made then those parties can have a clean break which means they're not tied to each other anymore so when you're paying into your pension after that in the years after the divorce you're not going to you're not going to later then have to pay your ex a percentage of that no, but if you remarried and then got divorced again, right. your pension pot's going to be lower because your first partner has just had yeah. some of it. Interesting. Uh, let's yeah. talk about offsetting. What is offsetting, first of all? Okay, so typically offsetting is when one party has more in terms of pension, whilst the other has more in terms of a capital asset. Um, the best example I can give is that one party keeps their pension and the other party keeps the marital home. Right. But generally, it's not advised. So it might be the only option, and in some cases, the party's preferred option, even following independent legal advice to the contrary. Every case is different, but we would be advising them that the pension addresses the future and their retirement, whereas the house addresses the here and now housing needs. They're not the same thing. Mm, Yeah, sure. So the parties must consider that if they're keeping their pension, how are their housing needs met now? Mm. And if they're keeping the house, how are they surviving financially when they retire? So it's not necessarily just about the the cash value of these things. 
No, because the pensions, many pensions, they're tied up till many years down the line. If you've got yeah. a 30 year old getting divorced and they're not able to get their pensions until into their late 60s, then the pension share will have happened at the 30 year age because that's when the order was made. So you've got to look about protecting yourself now and in the future. Very, very interesting. I feel like I've learned a lot in the last 10 minutes about financial <laughs> settlements that I, I certainly didn't know before we started speaking this morning. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the process there for anyone who might be in this situation now. How do you start with a financial settlement or where would you begin with that process? If a client came to me for advice, then I would be saying to them to submit their divorce application online themselves because it's an easy process on online. Um, and if they're spending money somewhere, they should spend it on the finance aspects because the divorce application itself is pretty much a form-filling exercise. Is it? Right. Not that we wouldn't help them. Of course, we would help them if they needed it. You can, li- you can really do anything online now, can't you? <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> and then as that's pr- um, progressing, they'll get a case number. So then they're opening the doors then to a financial settlement. Right. So many think that if you are getting divorced, then your finances will automatically be resolved as a result of that divorce application. Well, that's not the case. Mm. The finances run separately and the courts will only deal with finances if they are asked to do so. So we would, as I said earlier, look at discussing with the other side, negotiating, mediation and fam- um, financial remedy proceedings if we need them. Yeah. But the aim is to get it all resolved, then get it into a court order. and. Once you've got your financial settlement, then you would apply for your final order in your divorce. Um, It is all very complex and it's time consuming, but there's a process that you just make sure you're protected. So don't get your final order in your divorce. It used to be called a decree absolute until you've resolved your finances. Right. And presumably this is all stuff that Family Law Group are there to assist with for anyone who needs it. Yes, we are. Yes, there's many of us there to help. So uh, how would people reach out to you? What's the best way to get started? We've got a, a website and um, we have emergency telephone numbers uh, shared out um, and we have a rotor to cover those. So we're available weekends and evenings. Wow. We've got offices dotted all over the country and there'll be a head of each office. And email, if you inquire online via email, that will come to the offices and be shared out and you get a call back within the day. Brilliant. So it's uh, certainly not a situation you would hope to find yourself in, but if you do need assistance with any of this sort of stuff, then do reach out to Family Law Group. We offer different um, appointments, so everyone's financial position will be different. So we can manage everyone's expectations and and costs, but we also offer legal aid as well. So if you're the victim of domestic abuse and you satisfy the means and merits requirements for legal aid, then we can represent you under a legal aid certificate. Amazing. Good to know. Uh, Joanna, it's been an absolute absolutely fascinating chatting to you this morning i've like i say learned a lot about financial settlements that i didn't know before so thank you so much for your time joanna brewer is senior associate solicitor at uh, family law group joanna thank you so much for your time thank you have a good day